0: Hey, welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us for this time today. We hope that this message will encourage you, build your faith, and help you thrive with God and thrive in life. Now to the message. Has this ever happened to you? Have you ever been driving along in your car and you hear chug, chug, chug? And it's like the car is sort of like seems like it's chugging a little bit slowing down and you see the other vehicles go by you and it's like they're going really fast and you realize oh no it's not that they're going any faster you're going slower and you look down and you realize you're coasting why because your vehicle is on E it is empty you are out of gas. You are out of fuel. Has this ever happened to you? Now, I, it is, I'm fortunate it has never happened to me while I'm driving, but I have been in vehicles where this has happened, where it was to And we sort of just stopped on the side of the road. But there definitely has been times where I've been extremely close. Where I'm like, Jesus, fuel this car. Like, Lord, help me get to this next gas station. Or, Lord, let your grace cover my ignorance of ignoring that sign that said, No more gas stations for 300 kilometers. Lord, help me. And I'm looking at that and I see the E. So I've been very close. But it, it, it... fuel is important, isn't it? It doesn't matter. Like you can have the nicest car with the best tires. You know, you could have ooh comfy heated seats. You could have a great navigation system with a cool British accent on there. You could have the best engine ever, but without fuel for your vehicle, there is not going to be any ignition. The, the potential of your engine it will not be expressed at all. Your vehicle it's not going to work. You know, you can have your dream car. Think about your dream car right now. All right. And, and you can have it, but without fuel, it's just a nice roadside bench, right? Without fuel, the, it, it, it can't do anything. It will not work as it was designed to work without fuel and not just any fuel, the right kind of fuel that you need for that. You know, there is actually... A fuel for your faith. There's a fuel for taking steps of faith. Something that ignites your faith. It expresses the potential of your faith, and and how faith and steps of faith are designed and meant to work. And lacking this fuel of faith, it will cause your faith to be stagnant. If you get low on it, you will sort of hear the same way that that car does when it's really low past empty on your car. Your faith, you might start, as you're starting to take steps of faith, you might start to feel chug, chug, chug. And start to slow down if you are low on this fuel of faith. But... When your faith and steps of faith are fueled with this, uh, it will activate and ignite your faith, that it will cause you to go further and have endurance, that you will experience what God has designed for your life uh, through Jesus and, and those steps of faith, that you'll walk further and further into what God has for you. Now, Paul, in a letter to the Galatians, uh, he, he identifies this fuel for faith. In Galatians 5, 5, it says, for we not relying on the law, but through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit by faith are waiting confidently for the hope of righteousness, the completion of our salvation. For if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. So first he's saying what the fuel of faith is not. It's not the law. It's not religious obligations or works that fuel faith. He's speaking to a Jewish audience who've been practicing uh, the Mosaic law, who've been uh, practicing observing the Abrahamic covenant. And so he's saying what fuel is not there but then he identifies what is the fuel of faith. What will ignite your faith and express your faith and cause your faith to work as it should? And it's this, it goes on in Galatians 5, 6, in the second part it says, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Faith activated, expressed, and working through love. The fuel of faith, uh, the fuel to to fuel your steps of faith is this. It's love. The love of God. Steps of faith are activated, expressed, and work through love. Love is the fuel of our faith. It activates, ignites, it expresses the potential, and, and works through love. Now, not any love, uh, but the love of God. In the Bible, there's four different types of love that it talks about in the Greek and translated just into English as love. But in the Bible, there's four different types in the Bible. There's eros, which is romantic love, uh, philea, which is friendship love, uh, storge, which is, is family love, and agape which is unconditional God's love. It is the love of God. So in Galatians 5, 6, where it says only uh, faith activated and expressed working through love, that word right there is agape, the God kind of love, God's love. It is that kind of love that activates, expresses, and causes Your faith, my faith, to work. And faith, it's taking steps. Faith is being bold, taking God at his word, and acting on it. And it is designed to be fueled by the love of God. 1 Corinthians gives a description of what agape, the God kind of love, is. In 1 Corinthians 4, uh, 13 verse 4, It says this, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and it is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account of wrongs endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when the right and the truth prevail. Love bears all things regardless of what comes. Believes all things. I love this here. Looks for the best in each one. Hopes all things. Remains steadfast during difficult times. Endures all things without weakening. Isn't that good? That is what the love of God is. That is what the love of God is. And that is the love that fuels our faith. That is the love that is to fuel our faith. It also says what love is is not. It's not self-seeking our own intent. It's not prideful. It's not jealousy, envy, envy keeping wrong accounts that will not be a fuel to your faith that will be like i don't know putting bacon grease in there it isn't good but <laughs> anything outside of agape love god kind of love will not activate express or cause your faith to work it's putting the wrong fuel in when you are only your faith is only designed to run on God's love. Anything outside of that, it's not the right fuel. It is only the love of God. In Galatians uh, 5, 6, we see that f- faith is activated. It's activated, the, the scripture says, by love. You know, Jesus, uh, we see in Hebrews twelve two, it says that he's the author and finisher of our faith. And another translation says the initiator and the completer of our faith. That is who he is. He's the one who starts and who will finish your faith. Our faith, actually, if you think about it, our faith is activated because of the love of God that was expressed through Jesus coming to this earth. Because why? Because he loves you. God sent his only begotten son because he loves you. You know, this is is where faith started, is because of the love of God. We can now come boldly to the throne of grace in our time of need because of the love of God. In 1 John 4, 9, it says, In this, the love of God, agape, uh, love of God was manifest towards us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world, that we might live through him. In this love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, which just means holy substitute for our sins. I love at the beginning of that scripture, it says that God's love was manifested. So it wasn't just talked about, wasn't like, hey, I'm sending you love vibes. No, God showed his love, came in the form of Jesus to this earth for you and I. God loves you so much. And God loves you before you even loved him. And his love caused him to take action, to move so that Jesus takes your place and my place. So that now we can experience the life that Jesus has for us right now and for eternity. But that first step of faith anyone ever takes the first step I've ever taken first step you have ever taken, or if you haven't taken one, but you are today, the first ever step is actually responding to the love of God. Because when you say Jesus I make you Lord of my life. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I need you. What are you doing? You are responding to the love of God. And know what that does? Is that is actually then activating your faith. You are then responding to his love and that activates your faith. You could say you are then turning that ignition switch going. The car now is going. You are having, you are now in that faith. You are now starting that first step of faith. And that's all in response to God's love. In 1 John 4, verse 15, it says this. It says, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he is in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. We have known and believed the love of God that he has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. is that a beautiful scripture? Well, that scripture says, know and believe the love that God has for us. You know, I believe there's, there's power to knowing God loves me. There's power to believing not God loves me. And that when you know that God loves you, it fuels your faith. It fuels your faith. Knowing that the God of the universe, the creator of the universe, your creator, he loves you. That he loves you so much that he sent his best Jesus for you. And when it fuels our faith, knowing that, knowing that he loves you in Romans eight thirty two, it says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him uh, up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? In other words, God gave his best Jesus, so he's not going to withhold anything from you. So knowing that God, he loves you, his love was expressed through Jesus. Now you just responded to Jesus that now God will not hold anything back from you. He will not hold anything back from you because he's already given you his best. So knowing that you can say as you're going through things, I know I can trust. I can be fully persuaded. He gave me Jesus. He's not going to withhold any good thing from me. He's not going to withhold any good thing from me. Because God's love, agape love, it, it's one of action, not just words, where Jesus came. Can I encourage you today with this? God, he loves you. He loves you and he loves you before you did anything. Before you did anything, or even if you did do something, he loves you, he loves you. You know, Romans 8, Romans 8 38, it says this, talking about God's love, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, uh, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate you from the love of God, how much he loves you. Can I say this again? Today, know this. God, he loves you. He loves you. He gave his best for you. And if you feel at times this up, in this upcoming week where you feel like, oh, I don't know how to go ahead or um, where your faith maybe even starts to, you start to feel that chug, chug, where it's like you're starting to run out. Know this, God, he loves you. Can I encourage you? To get into his word and and read about how God, he loves you. In Romans 8 where it says that God gave his son so he's not going to withhold anything. Read about how God's love, nothing can separate you from, separate his love from you. Allow yourself to receive the love of the Father. The first takeaway, if you're taking something away, can I just say this? It's simple, but it's so powerful. Is this, God, he loves you. In times of faith, when, when you feel that your faith is chug, 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 can I tell you fuel up and, and reflect and receive the love of God that he has for you? Now, scripture tells us that this agape love, it's not just something that God has and and he's hoarding this love. No, it's actually, the Bible says that God's love, agape love, has actually been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In Romans 5.5, it tells us that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And so Holy Spirit has been pouring out the love of God in our hearts And God has put the fuel of faith in you today. The love of God. The second takeaway, if you're taking something away, is that God's love, it's not something that you have to work for or try and attain. No, it's actually been already shed abroad in your heart. That means you don't have to do any works for it. You don't have to check boxes off for it. No, Holy Spirit has now brought that into your heart. The love of God. But what we get to do with that, I believe there's something that we get to do with that is allow his love to grow in our lives. Allow the love of God to grow in our lives and then it'll be naturally expressed and work through your life. It'll naturally fuel your faith. In in John 15, Jesus is telling a parable And he says this, he says it in John 15, verse one, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word, which I've spoken to you, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and is, uh, gathers them to be thrown uh, gathers them and throw them into the fire and they are burnt. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. For my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Isn't that good? As we abide, I believe we have the opportunity in life to abide, abide in God, spending time with God in prayer, reading the Bible, his word, gathering together as we are today, uh, gathering together as the church, the bride of Christ. And I believe as you do that, as you abide in him, notice what's gonna happen is what that scripture says is that you will actually bear fruit, that you'll bear fruit. What sort of fruit? Uh, What sort of fruit? It's fruit that will grow even in Canadian winters. It is the fruit of the spirit. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, uh, gentleness, and self-control. But that love that is produced is actually that agape love that sort of love will be produced in your life. As you abide more in him, that love that has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy spirit. When you said yes to Jesus, that love will then grow and will produce more and more. I know what then happens is that love then is now more fuel for your faith, that fuel for your faith. So as you abide in him, It will build up your love, produce your love, his love in you so that it will fuel your faith. Then it will will produce and you can grow in him. You know, the other thing that happens as we abide in him is it is actually the scripture says that God will prune us. He will cut the wrong things off that I think oftentimes we try and use to fuel our faith. That we try try to use to fuel our steps of faith. Cut off our own works, our self-reliance, maybe our self-ambition. Um, you know, our impatience or our own timeline, God, did you get the Excel spreadsheet that I sent you? Oh, you're using numbers. Sorry. I didn't realize you're a Mac guy. Let me convert. I'll send it to you. Did you get it? Um, you know, it'll cut off the ideas of how, okay, God, this is how I'll have to look like or bitterness or, uh, uh, jealousy. God will prune those things off that are not from him that at times we try and use to fuel our faith. And so that then only his love will fuel our faith. His love, God's love, is a love that doesn't just produce, it also prunes in you. In John 15, in in verse 7 to 8, it says this, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. I think that's, that's so cool, that you can ask anything in his name and it will be done for you. Why is it that you, why does it say like, we can ask anything of the Father and it will be done when we abide? The key before all of that was abide. Why is it? I believe it's because God refines us as we abide in him. He, he refines us Uh, from trying to fuel our our faith with other things, our own desires, our own wants or timelines or how we think we should do it. He prunes that off. And at the same time produces his fruit, the fruit of the spirit, including agape love in your life so that our desires, our heart is actually shaped by the love of God and the heart of God. So when you are asking, when you are seeking uh, in faith, you're doing it actually according to his will, because his will is being produced, his desires are being produced in your heart as you are filled with his love. I believe we have the opportunity to allow God to abide in him and allow him to prune those things off and allow him to grow that love in our heart that will fuel our faith. So if there's a third takeaway, I'd say this is abide in God and allow him to prune and produce his love in you. You know, the fuel of faith It's God's love, not anything outside of that, nothing outside of that. And that love of God was manifest to us, Jesus, when he came to this earth. And that love, that same love is the love that activated our faith and today will express and cause your faith to work. Today, can I encourage you with this? One man, God, He loves you. I don't know who needs to hear that today, but know this, God, he loves you. Not because of anything you've done or haven't done or you shouldn't have done. No, he loves you before you did anything. Second thing is that God's love, you don't need to be looking for it. It's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And the third one is abide in God, abide in him, and allow him to prune and produce his love in you. And as you do that, I believe that you'll be able to take strong, courageous steps of faith uh, in direct response to God's word. And they'll be fueled by his love because his love is the fuel that will bring you and cause you to endure to go further, to take a further step, one step, followed by another step, followed by another step into God's plan, his purpose for your life. Hey, thank you for joining us for the Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message inspired you, built your faith, and helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to see you at a Sunday soon in person or online, you can get all the information on our website, thrivecalgary.ca. If you'd like to become a partner with Thrive Church financially, you can also do that by going to thrivecalgary.ca and click the give button. Know God is for you. We love you. Have a great week.